Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson, and welcome to the weekly vlog. So I was doing a Facebook Live a little while ago, and someone asked me this question in the Facebook Live. They said, Susan, should I be concerned if I still take great pleasure in many of my bright meals? I want to be free, and is this feeling still considered free? Oh my gosh, I flagged that question immediately as a great question for a weekly vlog. And I think it's a really timely question to answer right now because this time of year is a time when we are so cued to take pleasure in food by our culture, by our environment, by commercials, by parties, by friends and family. Um, you know, even in a strange year like this, those cues still abound, maybe a little less. So uh, if we're not going to in-person parties, but still those cues are all over the place. And the feeling that um, we need sources of pleasure uh, might be higher than ever before, really, really high right now. Um, so whether you're doing bright line eating right now and feeling you know, in the groove with it, on the wagon, or whether you're looking ahead to 2021 and thinking about really doing bright line eating for 2021. I feel like this is an important question and topic to address because that uh, part of us, that rebel part or that food indulger part that um, really wants to make sure that we have enough sources of pleasure right now um, might really be speaking to us, whispering to us that, yeah, that bright line eating thing, I just don't know because we don't want to give up our pleasure around food. So here's my answer to that fabulous question. It is absolutely still within the realm of free to get great pleasure from your bright line meals, believe it or not. I am not one to say, no, 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 your meals need to be boring, drab, Blah, just, you know, uh, ordeals to be endured because you've got to keep it all um, antiseptic and just uh, uh, drained of any triggering impulse. No, that's not, that's not how it feels actually to be bright. As a matter of fact, I take enormous pleasure from my bright meals often, um, really often, and some more than others, and that's okay. So here's uh, the difference. When um, we're living a bright life and in the groove with it, bright meals can be incredibly enjoyable and then they're promptly forgotten about. <laughs> and we just go back to living life after the meal is over. And there is not typically a lot of intense forethought and anticipation looking forward to that next meal and planning it and dreaming about it and longing for it. Now, I have experienced that being bright and it was um, years ago in Sydney, Australia when I was uh, kind of first in the groove with this way of eating, but also was experiencing some hypothyroidism and my uh, metabolism was out of whack and my hormones were out of whack and I was essentially going into starvation mode really 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 pining for my next meal and 
you know, to be honest, some amount of what I call hanging out for the next meal can absolutely happen, especially um, during the weight loss phase. Typically not though, typically not. And if you're at the very end of the weight loss phase, that can actually be a sign that it's time to add food. But by and large, the feeling of living bright, especially on maintenance, is one where meals are delicious and enjoyable, but then we kind of clean up and move on and move on. And what I find is that if I eat out or eat sexier for uh, kind of a bunch of meals, like maybe two or three meals in two or three days, that load of more palatable, more stimulating food hits my brain and shifts things a little bit so that my brain is thinking, um, I want to get more pleasure out of my meals. I really want a better meal, uh, an especially good meal. And it starts to try to trick me to eating out again really, really soon. And that's where I notice that I need to sort of spend a couple of days, really uh, a day is all it takes, one or two days eating all three of my weight to measured meals at home, kind of, um, you know, my typical standard fare. I think a lot of us have typical breakfast, lunch, and dinner that we fall back on, just a very routinized, automatic breakfast, lunch, and dinner for us. Um, I'll eat that for a day or two, and my brain will calm right back down. So the foray into um, sexier food can actually uh, be fine, but I notice that it's something that I need to rein myself back in from. That said, a lot of the meals that are in rotation for me, I find exceptionally um, enjoyable, rewarding, delicious, and they don't trigger me at all. And I can have day after day after day after day of deriving great pleasure from every single meal. Now, how do we get to a place where we're enjoying every meal, deriving lots of pleasure from it, and our weight is handled, we're either losing weight as we want to be or maintaining our bright body as we want to be, um, and our brains aren't uh, asking for more than that, like the meal is done and we just move on with our life. How do we get to that place? It typically takes some brain healing to get there. So let me describe some research that was done, not on humans, but with rodents. Um, they took some rodents and they exposed them to what we humans eat. Now that's a good grub for a rodent. Uh, we're talking, you know, what, what the researchers call a human cafeteria style diet, which means a, a buffet of lots of human hyper palatable foods. And uh, these rodents got pretty fat pretty fast. Uh, let me tell you, pretty fat pretty fast. And after they were obese, just by getting to eat as much as they wanted of these foods that we all <laughs> are exposed to all the time, the researchers switched them back to just rodent pellets, like the standard chow that, uh, you know, you'd find at a pet food store um, for a rodent. And they wouldn't eat it. They literally refused to eat for two or three weeks and had to be anesthetized. I'm not kidding. They starved themselves to death. They, their brains got so hooked on those hyperpalatable foods that when the, the pellets, the standard rat chow got offered to them, 
they no longer considered it to be food that they wanted. Now, this is what I think is going on when people write in and they say, um, there's a lot of vegetables in this bright line eating plan and I don't eat vegetables. Like I can't, I can't choke them down. I just can't eat that anymore. To me, that's the sign of a brain that has been so exposed uh, and so accustomed to the hyper palatable, highly processed foods that exist in this day and age that it just can't even tolerate, um, you know, real food that grows out of the ground anymore, just won't tolerate it. Luckily, uh, we have the ability to basically tough it out and override what the brain is telling us and not starve to death and the brain heals. The brain will heal. How long does it take for the brain to heal? Um, in this way, it depends on how damaged it was. It depends on uh, how much neuroplasticity you've got on board. So it's impossible to say it's going to depend on the person. But huge improvements should be seen in just weeks. And usually within, I don't know, two, three, four months, uh, the Brightline meal plan feels just incredibly uh, right, right-sized, uh, enjoyable, delicious, just fine. So. Uh, that's something to keep in mind. And then um, it's absolutely possible to, again, like have meals that are part of your normal rotation that you derive great pleasure from. Now, one last comment on this is in maintenance, um, if on average, the food plan is a little bit sexier than um, uh then is ideal, what you might find is weight creep. Okay, so you might find that your weight is creeping up, you don't know why, that's a good opportunity to examine your meal plan and maybe pull out some of those um, foods that are just a little bit extra triggering. Um, and uh, what do I mean by that? Well, for example, cheese might be an example. Um, uh, fattier food, like salami would be another example, um, fattier meats, things like that. Um, and uh, extra sauces, extra condiments, um, uh, lots and lots and lots and lots of ingredients going into one dish would be another example. Um, and yet it is still totally possible to um, have a food plan be simple enough and uh, completely, absolutely enjoyable. So yeah, I just wanted to share that it is um, a thing that a lot of us experience here on Brightline Eating. We do the Brightline Eating Bootcamp, we get into our groove with our food, and suddenly we're thinking, hey, this is working, this has gotten pretty easy, and I'm still really enjoying my food. Is that okay? And to you I say, yes, it is absolutely okay. And I remember on that Facebook Live when I gave my answer that absolutely you can totally enjoy your food and be on the right track with Bright Line Eating. Uh, her reply was, whew, yay, I'm good. Thank you so, so much. And so you're welcome. And if this is a time of year where still getting some pleasure from your food is important to you, I want to say that, my dear, is totally doable. So I'm thinking of you, sending you love. And I'll see you next week.